morning, Central Park Baptist Church. Good morning to you all. How are we doing this morning? We're doing okay? Amen, amen. I hope we're doing all right. Now, we're going to do something here a little different in uh, our opening hymn. We're going to sing a hymn that is not in, these, in this hymnal. We're going to sing, He Has Made Me Glad. And so if you're able to rise, we're going to sing, uh, He Has Made Me Glad. I will enter into his gates with thanksgiving in my heart. I will enter into his courts with praise. I will say this is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice for he has made me glad. Amen. Amen. Try to follow, follow along if you can because I'm going to be trying to follow too. Amen. Let's sing along. I will enter his gates with thanksgiving in my heart. I will enter his courts with praise. I will say this is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice for he has made me glad. 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 I will rejoice for he has made me glad. He has made me glad. He has made me glad. I will rejoice for he has made me Let's sing that again. I will enter his gates with thanksgiving in my heart. I will enter his courts with praise. I will say this is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice for he has made me glad. He has made me glad. He has made me glad. I will rejoice for he has made me glad. I will rejoice, for he has made me glad, made me glad. Amen, amen. Let's pray. Um, dear Lord, I uh, thank you for just another day. I uh, thank you for uh, your day, the first day of the week. I pray that... Uh, Jesus Christ will be honored and glorified today, and I, and I just pray that it may be about him. But Father, I pray that you please uh, edify us today and, 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 and give us your word and ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Amen and amen. So let's turn to our hymnals now. Let's find a hymn that's actually in our hymnals. Let's try hymn 596, see if we've heard of this one before. Amen. It's probably one that, that uh, you may be familiar with. I heard an old, old story, how a Savior came from glory. His life on Calvary to save the rich like me. I heard about his groaning of his precious blood atoning. Then I repented of my sin. Love is to him. 
I heard about his healing. I heard about his healing of his prison power revealing how he made the lame to walk again and cause the blood to see. And then I cried to Jesus, come and heal my broken spirit. And somehow Jesus came and brought to me the victory. Oh, victory!
Amen. Well, do you believe in a hill called Mount Calvary? Amen. If you would all stand with me and take your hymnals and turn to hymn number 629. And as you're standing, I will say this. If you would like to sing in our choir, hey, we're having practice uh, this afternoon at 1 p.m. You say, Brother DeVito, I cannot sing. Hey, will you come on up here? I know Brother Blair's been wanting some others to come up here with him. So y'all come on up here and y'all sing because this is what a choir does. Hey, a choir is not about a bunch of individual voices. Hey, we're trying, we're trying to get one voice, okay? And so it's a bunch of individuals singing in one voice. And so uh, you'll come and be a part of our choir practice this afternoon at 1 p.m. Brother Sheldon, you come lead us now. Amen. Amen, amen and amen. That was sermon number one. Amen. Amen. Hymn uh, 629, hymn 629. I believe we'll do all verses. I was sinking deep in sin, far from the peaceful shore, very deeply stained within, seeking to rise no more. But the master of the sea heard my despairing cry, from the waters lifted me, now safe am I. Love lifted me, love lifted me, when nothing else could help, love lifted I give, never to him I cling, in his blessed presence live, ever his praises sing. Love so mighty and so true, nourish my soul's best songs, faithful love and service to, to him belongs. Love lifted me, love lifted me, when nothing else could help, love lifted me where nothing else could help love lifted me I'm glad this hymn only has three verses I'm starting to get tired <laughs> verse three here we go souls in danger look above Jesus completely stays amen he will lift you by his love out of the angry ways He's the master of the sea, billows his will obeyed. He's your savior, wants to be the same today. Love lifted me, love lifted me. When nothing else can help, love lifted me, love lifted me, love lifted me. When nothing else can help. Central Park Baptist Church this morning. We're glad that you're here. Welcome. We, uh, there's a lot of churches out there, and you came here, and we're grateful for that this morning. It's good to have some folks back with us who've been missing. Uh, some have been traveling, some have been on vacation, some have been doing other things, but we're glad that you're here. 
this morning. If you see somebody here that hasn't been here for a while, make sure you greet them. Let them know that you're glad that they're back with us today, especially odd people like you over here. All right. <laughs> Amen. Uh, just uh, if you're a visitor here today, thank you for coming. And if, if, if you're a visitor and this is the first time you've been here and you did not receive a visitor card, if you'll slip your hand up, our, visit, our ushers will get you a card right away. Fill that card out. And at the end of the service, out in the foyer, I'll be standing behind the uh, sign that says welcome behind the desks there. And if you'll bring me that card filled out, I got a gift bag for you. And I want to give you a gift bag in exchange for your card. We're glad that you're here and thank you for, for coming and making Central Park a part of your day. Monday on July 25th, uh, there'll be a potluck dinner and a time of fellowship for men's and ladies Bible study. Men's and ladies Bible study, that's tomorrow, amen? That's tomorrow. So the men are looking forward to it because they haven't eaten all weekend waiting for their wife to cook something, amen? And they've been doing all the cooking for the Bible study, and that'll be uh, Monday night. And don't forget that this Tuesday morning, uh, we'll be going to the, to the uh, um, Creation Museum uh, it's at 1830 Royal Lane in Dallas. Okay, it's at the corner of Royal Lane and Luna Road. It's not very far from here. Right. So if you're going to drive uh, there, you need to be to the museum by 9.50. On the east side of the building, there's a large parking lot. Amen. You come around the corner on the Royal Lane, and it's right on the right side. Pull into that east parking lot, and you'll see where our bus is and meet over there together. We can go in as a group that way. Amen. And then um, if you're going to be riding with our air-conditioned bus, which will be very cool. It works. It's a good air conditioner in there. Amen. And we'll be meeting here at the church at 915, leaving at 930. So, you know, it's not a very long drive, 15 minutes to get there or so. So if you could be here uh, uh, for that time and that time, we'd appreciate it. But if you're going to drive 950. You heard what she said. No, uh, if, you're, if you're bringing your own vehicle, we need to know that you're bringing your own vehicle so we're not waiting for you to show up uh, so that we can leave with the bus on time, all right? Not that we can go into the museum on time, but that we can leave the bus on time. So if we still have, do we still have the list up there? Mark a check mark next to your name if you're driving yourself. This way we know, okay, we're, they're going to be there, but we're not going to wait. Amen? That just helps us organize some things better. Thank you, Ms. Sherry. I was wondering where you went to that. I didn't know you was playing. All right. Uh, next Sunday, July 30th, there's a couple things happening that are really important. Uh, one of that is that the, the Korean ministry has taken a huge step forward. Amen. We thank God for all the Korean people that we have right now. Amen. But most of the Korean people we have don't understand English, yet they sit in our English service every week. Amen. And I thank them for that. Thank you so much for being here and being a part of our ministry. But next week at this time, Brother Choi will be starting to preach to them in Korean uh, in, in their classroom. And I want to see their classroom expand to the point where we have to put them in the fellowship hall. And then I want it to get so big that Brother Choi is making so much noise, we have to move him to another section of the building. Amen. Because I know he could be loud. Amen. And I'm just excited about that. So please pray. we got a lot of flyers we've passed out, a lot of work that's been going on, letting folks know about this, that it would be a successful first service for them. 
uh, first preaching service. Now, they have Bible studies, they have Sunday school, but this is their first preaching service, and that'll start next week. Then also next week, uh, we'll be having a potluck dinner immediately following the service because it's the fifth Sunday sing. And we're going to have folks after we have our service, and we'll have fellowship in the fellowship hall, and then we'll come right back in here when we're done with that, and we're going to have a time of singing. And I'm actually going to sing a song. I'm going to sing. It's going to be, I'm going to sing a song that's, never mind. And so um, I can't remember the punchline of what I was going to say. But uh, uh, so I just want to encourage you to be a part of that. If you're going to sing, please sign up on the sheet out in the foyer so we know. Brother Will knows exactly who he's prepared for and everything's ready uh, and the music is prepared. And so if you're going to sing, please sign up out there uh, in the fellowship hall. Amen. Let's see. I have one more announcement. I'm excited about this, too. The Miller family's coming back. Miller family's uh, missionaries to Mexico, and they are coming uh, next on August 7th. The Miller family will be with us all day long. If you missed them when they were here on Wednesday night, you come Sunday morning, Sunday night. I promise you, you'll be enamored by the music that they provide through that family. It's a wonderful family. They're godly people, and I'm looking forward to having them here. Pastor, you come. Are y'all listening? Monaso Pangapsevnita. That's good morning. It's good to see you. Now, y'all need to learn that. Now, really, y'all ought to learn that. Amen. It only took me two weeks. <laughs> uh, but it'd be good, you know? I mean, uh, I, I've been trying to learn some of the some Korean things and uh, say to our folks, and, you know, and it, it's it's hard for me to but to put new stuff in this head and uh but you know uh, but i think that's neat and it shows our folks we're glad to see them and so again make sure you let them know that uh, we appreciate them being here and and i'm excited about what god's going to do for our korean ministry and our korean folks and i'm thankful that god sent brother Choi here to take care of that and uh, we've been praying for that for a long time and so god god has uh, honored that prayer and and sent them and I'm excited uh, for them. Please pray for all of our folks that are are sick today and we got a lot of folks out. Some that are traveling, some that are sick. But I'm I'm glad that you're here. Amen. Amen. If you weren't here, wouldn't be anybody here. Right. Amen. Some of y'all just kind of looking at me funny still. So, but that's all right. But I'm glad that you're here today and. And please let me encourage you, be back this afternoon, 2 o'clock, and uh, we're, we're talking about the church and how, how the church grows. And uh, if there's one thing that we need, we need to understand what it takes for a church and a ministry to grow and move forward. So according to Scripture, amen, not according to man, there's a lot of books out there that, that church growth gurus have written. Uh, but I know somebody that wrote a book about church growth, and we've had it for a long time, amen, so... <laughs> Let me encourage you, you be back this afternoon uh, at 2 o'clock, ready to go. And uh, you ready to have a good offer and say amen? Amen. 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 God bless you as you give. Dear Father, thank you, Lord, for this day. And thank you, Lord, again for our folks. Lord, we have uh, many who are out today, some traveling, some that are not feeling well, some that are recovering from surgeries. And we pray for them today. And we ask you, dear Father God, to please be with our people. And And God, for we who are here today, I pray, God, for the moving of you, dear Holy Spirit of God, in our hearts, that we will listen not with uh, the fleshly ear, but, God, listen with a spiritual mind, Lord, today, and allow you to speak to our hearts in in all things. And, 
Lord, we just thank you, God, for what you're going to do. Bless this offering. We pray, God, that you bless the gift and the giver. And may everything that's given, may we use it, be good stewards of it, Lord, and use it for the furtherance of the cause of Christ in this place. And we give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. If you have an offering, you please come. to the Creation Museum and you need a, uh, the address and everything, if you'll see Brother Ron, he has some of those for you today. Uh, it's got the uh, the address of the Creation Museum on there uh, and so and also the time that we need to meet there. So just uh, get with him and he'll give you one of those, all right? See him right after service if you, if you need one, all right? Come here, Brother Shelton. Amen and amen. If you're able to rise, we'd like for you to join us in singing hymn 314, hymn 314. Uh, also, fifth grade and under, fifth grade and under, you are now dismissed for junior church, fifth grade and under. The rest of us, we can turn to hymn 314. I think we'll do the first and the last verses of hymn 314. Let's sing along. Uh, what can wash away my sin? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. What can make me whole again? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Oh, precious is the flow that makes me white as snow. No other fount I know. Nothing but the blood of Jesus. This is all my hope and peace. Uh, this is all my hope and peace. Nothing but the blood of Jesus. This is all my righteousness. Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Oh, precious is the flow that makes me white as snow. Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Amen. Please briefly greet each other at this time as we prepare for our morning special.
Many years we've heard about this man from Galilee. The Bible tells that Jesus was his name. Some say that he was just a man like you and me. There was no greater reason why he came. If I could, I'd take you to a humble little place where these blinded eyes are made to see. He opened up my mind and then he said, Sorry. Let me just sing that again. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry for that, you know. <laughs> for many years we've heard about this man from Galilee. The Bible says that Jesus was his name. Some will say that he was just a man like you and me. There was no greater reason why he came. If I could, I'd take you to a humble little place Where these blinded eyes were made to see He opened my heart and mind and he saved me by his grace And now he is everything to me He is to me, he is to me my anchor Could I describe to you the blessing that he is? I have never loved before. All I know is now I strive to be completely his. And every day he means even more. He's to me, he's to me, my anchor. He's to me, he's to me, my rock. He's to me, my savior, in my place. going after a little bit, amen. <laughs> Jude 20, thank you, man. 
Jude 20. We're going to end up our study on, there's a lot more in here that we could do, but I want to try to end up our study in Jude this morning. Next week, uh, I want, we're going to preach a message on why we give our children back to God. Uh, we need to understand that giving our kids back to God is more than just a ceremony. And there's a lot involved in that, and, and uh, I don't know that I've ever preached, uh, uh, dedicated a sermon to that, but next week we're going to do that. And, uh, and then after that, we're going to start on some uh, messages on Sunday morning about the family. Uh, if you haven't noticed, Satan is after the family. And as the family goes, so goes our nation. And I'm telling you, the, it seemed like the old devil sure making some inroads into our families today. And, and so uh, I want to try to give you something that will not help you to also uh, encourage you as Christian families. We have something that the world does not have in our families, and that's the Word of God for one. Amen. And we have the Spirit of God for another. And, and so it, it's just important. And so please, you pray as we... Uh, get started on that, all right? And, and, and if you got have your Bibles, find your place in Jude. Let's go ahead and read uh, verse 20, and we'll read down through the end of the chapter. Find your place, say amen. amen. But ye, beloved, building up yourselves on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost, keeping yourselves in the love of God, looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ unto eternal life, and of some have compassion, making a difference. And others save with fear, pulling them out of the fire, hating even the garments spotted by the flesh. Now unto him that is able to keep you from falling and to present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy, to the only wise God our Savior be glory and master, dominion and power both now and ever. Amen. Amen. Dear Father, help us, Lord, today. Uh, God, I, I look over our congregation this morning, and, and Lord, I, I don't know, but I can just look, and Lord, you said your, witness, your spirit will bear witness with ours, and God, there's folks here today that's uh, had some difficult things that they've faced this week, and, but Lord, you know that, and, and God, we're here today, and we've come together in one faith, one spirit, Lord, this morning, and, and God, we ask you for your help, Lord, today, we uh, seek your strength this morning, and, and God, I pray that you'd help us, Lord. There's, there may be some listening this morning on live stream, Lord. I pray for them, and God, that they, you would speak to their hearts as well, and, and God, I pray that you would encourage us, Lord, today, challenge our hearts, and help us to really take inventory of ourselves spiritually, Lord, and in these days in which we live, and, and God, we just I just pray, Lord, that you would help us in the, in the invitation to respond, Lord, to the moving of the Spirit of God in, in our hearts, and we give you praise. Bless the reading of your word. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. <clears throat> How many of you live in an area where there are buildings, uh, houses around you? I'm, I'm telling you, you don't have to drive far. It's got to where if there's an open lot, they're going to build something on it, amen, uh, uh, Sherry and I were driving home, and listen, I'm telling they're building houses everywhere. And, you know, and I got to thinking about that as we come to here in Jude, and, and I got to thinking about uh, something I want you to really, I think it'll help us. Uh, suppose that uh, you live, uh, where you live, there's a vacant lot next to you. 
uh, and there's it's been up for sale for you know a week or so, and and uh, the real estate agent comes by and they put the sold sign on there, and and uh, you've been kind of keeping an eye on it, kind of you know curious as to see uh, who may come and build, and and uh, so they they come and they put the the sold sign out there on it, and and. Uh, uh, they the the workers start showing up. They come out there with their machinery. They level the the lot and they place the forms where the uh, the concrete will be poured. And and uh, the next day the cement trucks they show up and they begin to pour uh, the foundation of the house. And and all the time that they're doing all this stuff, the you know the uh, plumbing and all these things that go in before the foundation. You're watching on this and and uh, and and they poor and everything's kind of sticking up and all this stuff the electricity is run and and uh, you're just waiting for the day when they uh, come and they start setting the uh, uh, the frame of the house up with two befores but just as you got ready for that lo and behold uh, you went away for a couple of days and you come back and and uh, you see that a family has moved in I mean you you're looking out the window one morning and and the wife is, uh, you see her over there at the stove, and she's cooking breakfast. The uh, husband is off over here on, in one part of the foundation, sitting in his uh, lazy boy recliner, reading the newspaper. Back over here in that corner, you see the, the kids. They've got their bed over there, and they're, they've got some of their toys out, and, and uh, they're just over there playing. I mean, there's no walls. There's no roof. There's no protection from the elements. There's no privacy. There's just this family out there living on this foundation. Now, let me ask you, don't you think that would be kind of strange? Come on, y'all can say amen. Uh, Why then, if we think that's strange, have we accepted that very thing as being normal in the spiritual world? All some Christian people have today, maybe even after years of having been saved, is just the foundation of a spiritual life. The foundation was laid when they trusted the Lord Jesus Christ as their personal Savior. In fact, the Bible says that He is the foundation, and we can all say amen. Uh, 1 Corinthians 3.11, it says, For other foundation can no man lay than that is laid, which is Jesus Christ. And, uh, and there they sit. They have the foundation. It's the best foundation that anyone could ever have. But they haven't proceeded to build a spiritual life on that foundation. And the reality is their Christianity uh, looks just as foolish uh, to the world as that family in your neighborhood would look if they started living on a bare foundation. Uh, and let me say this again, getting saved isn't the last step you take. It's the first step. Some may say it's the end, but it's the front end. Uh, getting saved doesn't mean your spiritual house is finished. It means that it's just getting started. The foundation has been laid. Uh, you've trusted the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior. And folks, and from that point, God expects you to do some building. Yes, uh, you remember what the text said, if you look over in 1 Corinthians chapter 3, if you look there in verse 10, 
it says, but let every man take heed how he buildeth thereupon. Uh, your reason for getting saved may have been to, uh, because you didn't want to die in your sin and go to hell. Uh, but God has something else in mind. Uh, he saved you so that he would use you here and now and uh, so that you could be a, uh, a witness, a, uh, a, a, a servant of the Lord Jesus Christ and tell other peoples about the gospel. But you can't be used of God if you're not building something on your foundation that the world can see. They, the world looks at some Christians and it's just the same as you and I would look over here at somebody living out there on a the foundation. We, uh, just as we would look at them and say, man, that's kind of foolish. And we can all say amen, that would be foolish. But the world looks at Christians today and thinks the same thing about you and I if we have not built upon the foundation of the Lord Jesus Christ and, and built up our spiritual house. And we can all say amen. Now there's three things you have to have in order to build. And I want if I had a sermon title, I'd call it a 3D sermon. Three things that we need today if we're going to build and if we're going to build the way God would have us to build. Number one, you've got to have desire. Now, Peter wrote that believers ought to desire the word for spiritual growth, First Peter chapter 2 and verse 2. He said we ought to desire uh, the sincere milk of the word. In other words, we ought to desire the word of God just as babies desire milk for their physical nourishment. We ought to desire the word of Almighty God for our spiritual nourishment. In fact, John, along those same lines in 1 John chapter 2 and verse 14, he wrote that the spiritually strong believers, those uh, capable of successful uh, or successfully waging effective warfare uh, for the truth, are those in whom, watch this, those in whom that the Word of God abides. Listen, if the Word of God does not abide in us, Listen, then we, I'm telling you, then we will not be successful in our Christian walk. The reason why we see so many fatalities as far as Christians are concerned, spiritually speaking, is because they are not grounded in the Word of Almighty God. Listen, they may have it up here, but they don't have it in here. Listen, there's, I, I, I was talking to the preacher the other day, and uh, there were folks that, that had left his church, and and they left a, a good, strong, independent, fundamental Bible-preaching church and went off to another church of another denomination. How do they do that? Because they do not have the Word, the truth of the Word of God grounded in their hearts. They may have it up here, but they don't have it in here. God says that we are to desire the sincere, sincere milk of the Word and and folks, listen, there's a lot of discouragements out there. We can all say amen. Listen, if I were to ask uh, this question about how many of you have been discouraged this week, I mean, all of us could raise our hand and, and some of us would raise both of them. And we can all say what? Amen. But there's a lot of discouragements that come to the Christian and there's temptations that try to distract a child of God. There's a very real devil who will work against a child of God. And I'm telling you, I was telling Brother Marco just a little while ago that, listen, Satan is after Central Park Baptist Church. Come on, we can all say amen, and we need to wake up. 
Listen, we can't get in here and just think, man, this is the spirit is so good here. And it is, but I'm telling you, the devil will fight overtime to destroy that. And he does that by getting you discouraged and, and throwing temptation out there. And if you're not careful, you'll succumb to that and you'll fall and you'll wind up being a casualty. We've got folks in our church even now today that are on the edge being a light in a dark world is not always easy. Being clean in an unclean world is not easy. Being godly in a godless world is not easy. Standing for Christ in an immoral society is not easy. Listen, but it is right. So in order to build a life that will bring the glory of God that, listen, to bring him glory that he so richly deserves. Listen, you've got to have to want to do it. Amen. There has to be a desire. And there's so many obstacles to overcome that if, if the desire to do it isn't there, listen, it will not get done. And we can all say amen. amen. And folks, based on my study of Scripture, now watch this, I've come to the conclusion that if the desire to be godly can't be found in your heart, then you have every reason to suspect your salvation. Yeah. I'm not trying to shake your faith. I'm not trying to create doubt. Uh, but I'm trying to see to it that every soul in this building is going to heaven. Amen. That's my desire for you today, that you know beyond a shadow of a doubt this morning that that your name has writ been written down in the Lamb's book of life. And if no matter what comes your way, listen, you know that you are a born-again child of God. But Satan will try to shake that. He will try to rob you of that assurance. 1 Corinthians 5, 17, it tells me that when I got saved, I became a new creature. Now, that doesn't only mean that I have a new name and uh, a new home to spend eternity in, but it means that I was, I, I, I am new and I'm different. Amen. Now, I know y'all think, yeah, you're really different. Uh, but that's beside the point. But I'm different. I'm saved. I'm born again. God made me a spiritually alive person. Watch who's hungry uh, to do spiritual things and hungry for fellowship with God. That same experience happens to everybody who gets born again, and you never lose it. Psalm chapter 42 and verse 1, it says, As the heart panteth after the water brook, so panteth my soul after thee, O God. Romans chapter 7 and verse 22, it says, For I delight in the law of God after the inward man. He said, well, pastor, are you saying that everybody who gets saved is always going to do right? Absolutely not. Uh, that's not what I'm saying. But I listen, I, since they are new creatures, think about this. This is what I'm saying. Sin will never satisfy them. It'll, sin will never satisfy you if you're saved. Uh, and there will be a hunger and a thirst in you if you're a born-again child of God that cannot be satisfied except by doing the will of Almighty God. Amen. Jeremiah is a good example of that. Turn to Jeremiah chapter 20. Jeremiah chapter 20. Listen, 
Now, just because you're saved doesn't mean it's going to be easy. It doesn't mean that you're always going to do right. Amen. But it does mean that, listen, that sin and a worldly life will not satisfy you. Jeremiah, in Jeremiah chapter 20, he's backslidden. He's even quit the ministry. And notice what he says in verse 9. Then I said, I will not make mention of him, nor speak any more in his name. Boy, listen, now you talk about a backslidden Christian. There he is. You know what a backslidden Christian is? It's somebody that's closer to God yesterday than he is today. That's a backslidden Christian. Listen, Jeremiah is backslidden. He's quit. He said, man, listen, uh, have you ever come to thought about, listen, you know, is it worth it? Come on. Absolutely we have. Everybody in this building has all asked that question to ourselves. Man, is it worth it? Man, I mean, I, I, I try, I read my Bible, I pray, and I do my best to have a relationship with God. I'm faithful to church. I give of my tithes and offering, and it seems like every time I do that, it just gets harder and harder and harder. And we can all say, amen. amen. But I'm telling you, it is worth it. Amen. It's worth every minute. It's worth every trial that we face. And Jeremiah, he quit. Listen, we've got folks that used to be a member of Central Park Baptist Church, but they're not anymore. You know why? They quit. Got hard. Jeremiah's here. Then I said, I mean, isn't it something that God even let him write that in the scripture and we have it right here? You know what he's showing us? That, it, that it's, he's real. Yeah. That listen, that even the best of us have difficult times. Yeah. Even the best of us wake up one morning and say, man, I'll tell you what. I was up in the Sunday school class this morning, and one of the young men said, listen, preacher, he said, I just, I just got to where I, I just didn't want to do anything that day. Listen, we can all wake up on mornings and say, you know what? I'm not even getting out of bed. Yep. I have one of those about every Monday morning. <laughs> Jeremiah says, I will not make mention of him. I'm not even going to talk about him anymore. I'm not even going to mention his name. But he doesn't stop. But watch. You're talking about a saved person here. But his word was in my heart as a burning fire shut up in my bones. And I was weary with forbearing and I could not stay. You know what that is? That's a spirit of God and the word of God working in the heart of a born-again child of God. Listen, that's a desire. If you're saved, you just can't help it. You got to talk about the Lord Jesus Christ. If you're saved, you just can't help it. You got you to be at church when it's time to be there. Amen. Listen, but if you don't have that desire, then you ought to ask yourself that question. Am I really saved? Amen. Boy, Jeremiah, listen, um, he got wrong, but he got right. Yeah. One of the reasons I know I'm saved is because I am miserable when I'm outside God's will. And I'm at peace when I'm in God's will. Yeah. So to be a builder of a spiritual life, I've got to want to do it. If I don't want to, or if I don't care if I do it or not, and I need to get with God and find out why. 
Yeah. I could be unsaved. Yeah. I could be away from God. I could, I, maybe I'm not spending enough time in the Word like I ought to spend. There's got to be a desire. Do you have something in your life that you really enjoy doing? And after you don't do it for a while, you know, I know some, I'll, I'll use some of our young guys, they, they, they like to play video games. And sometimes when they're not, they haven't played their, you know, spent their, you know, 15 hours that day on video games, they just have withdrawals. You know, I was thinking about Malachi. He was talking about how when you go to church, we do this at church camp. When you go to church camp, you know what the first thing you do with all the campers? Take away their phones. Oh, man, you're taking away my phone. Oh, man, I can't survive without my phone. Amen. Listen, we need to spend some of that time in the Word of God. A desire. They have a desire to be on that phone doing whatever they do. We need to have the same hunger. Those that hunger and thirst after righteousness, that's a desire. Shall be filled. But then here's the second D in our 3D sermon, discipline. Now, this is tough because discipline is hard. I read something the other day about, about somebody that was, uh, you know, trying to uh, you know, going to diet or trying to exercise and all this, and this is what they said. They said, I don't need a personal trainer. I just need somebody to follow me around and slap food out of my hand. <laughs> and I thought, you know, that that's true. Uh, I read another one that said, wanted to trade an exercise bike for some scales that weigh up to 350 pounds. In other words... Uh, without discipline, it's just easier to get a bigger scale. Yeah. My wife's been asking me, you want to exercise with me? You know what my response to that is? Nope. But every time I put on my suit, it's like, hey, maybe you ought to listen. Yeah. Without discipline, listen, we're in trouble. You'll never build much of anything on your foundation until you learn to discipline yourself. I'm talking about spiritually speaking. We've got to get away from this if it, feel good, if it feels good, do it philosophy and realize that some things that feel good are, are poison to you and your spiritual life. Yeah. Jesus, the greatest authority on being spiritual said, watch this, he, he said that denial or discipline was an absolute necessity. Yeah. You know, in the evenings, I like to eat something sweet. And, you know, I mean, if I eat something, I just feel like I got to have something sweet afterwards. And by the way, I've still got my cake over on, my, on, the, on the counter under this, little, under this little clear thing. And right beside it, you know, the, the preacher that came the other day and stayed with us, I tried to entice him. I said, you want a piece of cake? Man, it's really good. And you know what he said? Nope. He said, I'm on this thing, and I've lost about 10 pounds, and, and I want to lose some more. And I said, good. And I went over to my cake, and I cut me off a slice, and I sat down right beside him and ate it. But you know what happened? He had discipline. Yeah. Listen, it's the same way spiritually speaking. 
we, we've got to have discipline. Matthew 16, verse 24. It said, Then said Jesus unto his disciples, If any man will come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. That's why there are so many foundations that have no spiritual houses on them. Um, listen, and there's some houses, I'm talking about spiritual houses that are right here in this church that have, listen, they're, they're just foundations. Uh, that's why there's so many spiritual houses sitting on the foundation of the Lord Jesus Christ uh, in this church and in all kinds of churches just like it. Because people have not exercised the desire or the discipline to build on them. Uh, question. Do people look at you and see someone going to heaven but it's not victorious? Yeah. Uh, do they look at you and see someone who is um, God-honoring because you have the discipline to say no? Uh, listen, that's the way people ought to look at me and you. A lot of Christians today, they, listen, you know what's happened? Christians, a lot of people today, a lot of Christians have become better authorities at what, what they should be doing in their Christian life than what God should, you know, what God tells them they need to do. God, you know, wait a minute, I've, I've been me for a long time, and I think I got this under control. I know what I need to do. Don't, you know, don't tell me what to do. Uh, Lord, I think I know what's going on here, and you're just, wait a minute, I, listen, you know what's happened? We've usurped authority over God himself. And we said, God, don't tell me that I need to be doing that. I, this, that's not what I want to do. Be careful. You're not the authority. God's the authority. Listen, we've got to learn how to say no to the things of this whole world. Scripture's full of, of illustrations and full of, uh, people who did not have an ability to build on their spiritual house. Lot was one of them. He didn't say no to the prestige of living in Sodom, so his foundation remained empty. Samson was another one who did not say no he, uh, to a forbidden love affair, so he didn't get a spiritual house built on his foundation. Well, let's look in the New Testament. There was another guy by the name of Demas who Paul said he couldn't forsake the things of this world, but he loved the things of this world. He's forsaken me. Listen, he didn't have the discipline to say no to a worldly lifestyle, and it kept him from building a spiritual life. Listen, there may be some things in your life today that's keeping you from building the spiritual house that you need to be building. A lot of believers start. I mean, they... Start out building their Christian life. I mean, they're enthousi enthusiastic. They're devoted to it. They start training for a while. They're careful. But, boy, after a while, they realize that it's effort. They realize that the training is difficult, so they break training. Right. And before long, they're disqualified from being, listen, even a witness for God. Listen, the, the old, the, I'm going to tell you, the devil's after you. Oh, man. And I want to see you have that desire. I want to see you have that discipline that it takes. Uh, listen, and if we're going to have the, we've got to be willing to pay the price. Uh, you know, I've just, you know, 
I think about exercising and stuff, and I haven't been. But I'm telling you, uh, for the last several days, I'll brag on my wife for a minute. She gets up, and she goes and exercises, and I'm thinking, man, you go. <laughs> Amen? Amen? And I'm in there, you know, there's mornings. I'm sitting on the couch watching something on the television, and, and, and I'm going, hey, can you shut that door in there? That, that treadmill's making a lot of noise. You know why? I don't have the discipline. And, and I'm just, I'm talking about from a physical perspective. But listen, let's apply that to our spiritual lives. You know what we do sometimes as Christians? We, we say, hey, preacher, can you turn that down a little bit? Can you not be uh, talking about that kind of stuff up there from the pulpit? Because it's making a lot of noise and it's bothering me where I'm at. Don't be saying that. Don't be pointing that out to me. Uh, uh, listen, uh, shut that door. Amen. Because we're unwilling to pay the price. The flesh, the world, everyday affairs, personal interests, and sometimes just laziness hinders spiritual growth and preparation for serving God. We've got to have the attitude of Paul, and we've got to bring our bodies into subjection. Amen. But we got to, listen, we got to do it from here, from this perspective. I'm not here, I, you know, listen, I've already preached this sermon once to me, and I'm, I'm preaching it again. Yep. yep. You see, I get to hear it like three or four times. Uh, I'm glad Brother Choi's starting this, the uh, Korean folks next week, and uh, because I have to... I have to type it all up again and then outline and give it to him so he can give it to his folks in, in Korean. And so I've been through this three times. And it doesn't get any easier for me either. And I know sometimes when I look out there and some people are thinking, man, he is looking right at me when he says that. Listen, no, that's the Holy Spirit of God doing that. It's just like Jeremiah. Listen, he says, listen, I'm not going to talk about him anymore. I'm done. But listen, all of a sudden, the Holy Spirit of God begins to work on his heart, and he just can't help it. He's got to open his mouth and do the right thing. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Discipline. There's got to be desire. But the third D is determination. Building a spiritual life, it can sure get hard sometimes. And we can all say, amen. amen. You know why? We're sinners. We're not perfect. We live in a tough world. And all those things are true. But to, but to put a little cherry on the top, all that, if you will, there, we have a powerful enemy. And his name is Satan. So if you're going to build a spiritual house with your life, then you've got to make up your mind to stick with it no matter what happens. Amen. Listen, God knows how we are. He knows how susceptible we are to doing wrong. He knows how susceptible we are to messing up. Listen, have you ever messed up? Come on. Let's, be, let's, get, with, let's get with the program here. Have we, have we messed up? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I was talking to my son yesterday, and I said, listen, son, uh, just because you're going to Bible school don't mean it, it's all going to be easy. I said, you're going to bump into some things in Bible school just, just like you bumped into them out in the world. Just because, you're, just because it says Bible school on there don't mean everybody in there is wanting to be there. It doesn't mean that everybody in there is spiritual. 
So I said, listen, you're going to have to make another decision when you get there to do the right thing. Just because you go to church on Sunday morning. Just because you come back on Sunday afternoon and Wednesday evenings and you go to soul winning and you read your Bible, listen, it doesn't mean that it's going to be easy. In fact, it probably means that it's going to be even harder for you. I mean, we mess up. And the, God never did say, you know, now listen, Mr. White, I expect you from this point forward, now that you're saved, that you live without sin. God didn't say, now you be perfect. No, that's not what he said. He did say, though, I expect you to be so committed to the cause of Christ that, that when Satan knocks you down, you get back up. Yeah. Man, that's tough. You know, the story about the football player, man, they, the defense lined up against the offense. The coaches and the scouts were all out there. And this, now this boy got, I mean, this, this offensive lineman, he was lined up. This, and the defensive boy, he jumped up and he tried to run through. And that offensive lineman, I mean, just slung him around like a rag doll. And this happened time after time after time after time. And I mean, they were out there practicing for an hour. And that, that boy on defense just kept getting up. And the boy on the offense just kept knocking him down. And some of them coaches were over there. They was all talking. They said, listen, man, that offensive lineman guy, that guy is awesome. What is his name? And one of them coaches said, listen, he may be awesome, but I want to know who that defensive boy is that keeps getting up. Listen, I want you to understand that's who you and I need to be. The devil will knock you down. He will knock you down in a little while. He'll knock you down on a Monday, a Tuesday, a Wednesday, a Thursday, a Friday, a Saturday, and again on a Sunday morning. But listen, you keep getting up. That's what makes a difference. Peter is a good example of someone who, who got back up. Listen, he denied the Lord himself. Listen, he, he denied him and the, the rooster crowed and, and he, he wept because he was ashamed of himself and he could have crawled off and said, listen, I'm of no use for God anymore. God can't use me anymore. But listen, he got up. He got right and he preached at Pentecost and 3,000 people got saved. I want you to understand something. When the devil knocks you down, you get up. You realize who you are. You're a born-again child of Almighty God, and you be determined that you're going to build a house no matter what it costs you. No matter what comes, you keep getting up. You stick with it because this ain't all of it. Listen, I get to thinking sometimes, and listen, listen, we get to think, man, Lord, hey, I just need, I mean, really, we, I get up sometimes, and I think, God, I need a little break here. Come on. I need a little break. Proverbs 24 and 16, though, it says, For a just man falleth seven times and rises up again. Amen. You know what makes us do that? Because we have a desire and we have a discipline and we have a determination that we are going to serve God. As far as me and my house go, we're going to get up and we're going to serve God. It's going to be difficult. When 2 o'clock comes, listen, it's going to be hard. You're going to be tired. But I'm telling you, it's the right thing to do. Well, so-and-so over here, they're not coming. They expect me to do this. Listen, you get up and you come back to church. Get up. Now, you don't have to be perfect. But listen, you do have to be determined to be a good Christian. You do have to have a desire. 
And you have to have discipline. The spiritual survival and prosperity of us who love Christ, watch, especially in times of growing apostasy, it requires the utmost perseverance. We've got to just keep getting up. We've got to be defensive. Remembering what Scripture teaches about the presence of false teachers. They're everywhere, folks. Listen, it's not... I was thinking about this this, this morning. It's not about denominationalism. It's about this book. There's only one truth. And either, either it's in here and it's all in here or it's not. And listen, if, if we either stay with this book or we don't. Um, we either do what God says the way he says it or we don't. And if we don't, then who are we trying to kid? Listen, we've got to be on the defense. We've got to, as Jude is teaching us about false teachers, we've got to stand for the truth and the purity of them. And then we've got to be proactive. Watch this, diligently practicing the disciplines of Bible study, the disciplines of prayer, the disciplines of obedience as we anticipate the Lord's return. I don't know about you, but I'm ready for him to come back. Um, I don't know if he's coming, or excuse me, I don't know when he's coming. I do know he is coming. All right, let me rephrase that. He is coming, amen, because he said, I will come again and receive you unto myself, and where I am, there you may be also. So he is coming. I just don't know when. I think it's soon. Yeah. Um, So I'm going to be ready. Um, We have to be proactive. I mean, listen. Um, we need to be praying for one another. I don't know what you've been through this week, but I know you've had trouble. You know how I know? Because you're a born-again child of God. Yeah. And so I just need to spend some time. I've, I've learned that, um, that I've been spending a lot more time praying because, there's, because one, I need to be praying for you. Uh, listen, and if you spend the time that you need to in prayer, I'm telling you, it, it's going to take more than a few minutes. Yeah, yeah it's going to take some time. Yeah. But we need to be praying for one another. We need to be obedient uh, to the things of God. And then we need to exercise bold discernment in taking the offensive and reaching out to apostates and those influenced by their heresies. Listen, uh, we still need to reach out to people. Yeah, the the folks went out yesterday and they went out and handed out flyers and uh, to folks. Listen, some received them, some didn't, but we still went. And you know what? We we still stick to it. No matter who, you know, I mean, we may find them, go back and find them on the ground. You know what? But we still went. Yeah, we still went. Uh, we've got to be bold. You know, the Christian life, listen to me, I'm done has always been a pilgrimage, Hebrews 11. It's always been a spiritual battle, Ephesians 6. But it's going to end in triumph for me and you as Christians. Listen, one of these days, the eastern sky is going to part. The trump of God is going to sound. And we're going to go home. You know, there's... Sometimes on Sunday evenings and when Sherry and I have been, we've had a long weekend or something, we'll go home and, and uh, we 
get to the house and man and, and bedtime comes and you know we and you just you get in the bed and it's like man it sure feels good and and then sometimes I, I pull the cover up to about right here and then I go <laughs> and I think man I'm sure glad to be home one of these days Jesus is coming we're not going to have to cover up our head no more. You know, we'll be home. But but while we're waiting, can I encourage you, there's got to be a desire. Man, we have to desire the Word of God. There has to be discipline. Listen, and I'm, 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 I know you're here on Sunday morning, but listen, we've got to have discipline enough to be back on Sunday afternoon. Yeah, and we can all say amen. amen. And we've all got to be determined. You ever been getting ready to go somewhere and somebody starts talking to you? And you know when they start talking, it's going to be a long conversation. <laughs> and, and you know you got to be somewhere in just a few minutes. Listen, you're going to make a determination whether you're going to be where you need to be or, or stay right there. Listen, the same thing's going to happen uh, when it comes to the things of God. And we have to have that determination that, listen, we will die to this old flesh and that we will give way to the spirit of Almighty God that's in us. Christian, are you living right? Is your relationship with God the way it ought to be? Are you living on a foundation with no walls, no privacy, no protection? You're just out there on the foundation, just living your spiritual life and, and you haven't built anything? Can I encourage you to start today? It's not too late to start, but you have to choose whether you're going to build or not. Listen, building takes effort, but I'm thankful that I have the Spirit of Almighty God inside me that gives me the strength I need to build the spiritual life that God wants me to build and all God's people can say. Amen. Father, help us. Lord, I pray and I ask you, Lord, to help us not to be foolish. Lord, just like the family that buys property and, and Lord, they get ready to build a house and they get the foundation poured and, and then they go and just live on the foundation. God, that, that's foolish. But Lord, there are so many Christians that have done the very thing spiritually. Lord, we have uh, built a foundation by trusting Jesus Christ who is the true and right foundation, Lord. I uh, God, but we've not built anything else spiritually. Can you help us today, Lord, to build and come and say, God, please help me and strengthen me? Lord, maybe there's somebody here today that's discouraged. Maybe they're carrying a burden, Lord. Help them to come this morning. And Lord, help them to lay it at the feet of the Lord Jesus Christ. And, and Lord, let, allow you to give us peace and strength. Lord, maybe there's somebody here that's not saved. God, if they're not saved, I pray, God, that they'll come today and Trust Jesus Christ as their personal Savior. Lord, please give this invitation. And may we die to self in just a moment. And if you're speaking to the hearts of people, Lord, who, it, it could be everybody here. Lord, can we give way and spend some time at the altar with you this morning? Help us, Lord, strengthen us in Jesus' name. Amen. While we stand and while we sing a verse of invitation, if the Lord's speaking to your heart, you come. Right now, while, while Brother Shelton sings, if you need to come, you come. Come on.
speaking to your heart. You come. me and try me, Master, today, whiter than snow, Lord, wash me just
can say? Amen. Desire. Come on, you didn't forget already. Desire, discipline, and determination. A 3D sermon. I want to encourage you, have all three. You gotta have all three of them. You can't have two and make it. You gotta have all three. So let me encourage you today. Think about that and and start building the spiritual house that's pleasing and 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 God honoring. Amen. All God's people can say Amen. Please, if you haven't signed up now, for please take care of that for the uh, uh, Creation Museum. If you're driving, if you're please mark that on the on the sheet there. If you're driving.